Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Simawang. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Sid Hora from Super AI join us. Sid, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience. Thanks, Rana, for welcoming me for the podcast, and I'm happy to talk about sales enablement tips and tricks and operations. About me, I work in SuperAI. Uh, SuperAI is an enterprise-based company. We provide APIs, uh, AI-based APIs to enterprise for automating their day-to-day tasks or like the unstructured data into a structured data. So yeah, I work for the team as senior sales operation, or you can also say enablement or marketing. I've been helping the team putting the processes in place, putting the onboarding plan in place, onboarding the new salespeople, account executive, SDRs, BDRs in place. Fantastic. Well, I'm excited to have you here today. Now, you've mentioned that you value being able to balance both conceptual and analytical thinking. I'd love to start there. Why are both of these things essential in enablement? Uh, Of course. Uh, So in my opinion, I have been, I read it on the internet when I entered the sales operation and the enablement world about this AD approach, which is analyze, design, develop, implement, and evaluate. And I found this approach super amazing and super successful because it follows both conceptual thinking and also analytical. So like for me, uh, I would say that every sales operation and enablement reader should follow this because it takes both approaches together. So whenever I get a new project on my plate, I just don't run after and like start doing the task and start delegating the responsibility. I prefer to step back and understand the project before getting into and doing the actions. So like I want to understand why behind the project. I want to understand why we are doing it. Like what is the purpose behind the project? How will be how it will be impacting the organization, the team members, the KPIs. So I feel like both is really important because you have to take a step back, understand the basic around like what is going to be the like task and how you're going to like, and then get into the analytical thinking. And that's why I feel like this AD approach really focuses on both. It tells you to like take a step back, you know, brainstorm a little, put a mind map, put a flow chart in the process and try to understand what's going around, try to interview the people, then evaluate that's where the data and analytical thinking comes into the place and like after like gathering all those information together you have a good approach good level of understanding to like start working on the task and now like start working on like how the project would be in place how can we complete the project what are going to be the responsibility the delegations and all that Fantastic. No, I do. I do love that approach. And I, I think it's it's well known in the space enough, but it's a, a fantastic reminder for, for those in sales enablement. Now, how can an analytical data-driven approach to enablement programs really help to, you know, even drive innovation? I think data is really important because data makes it like easier for you to like take the actions data is there to tell you that okay you know it's it's a solid point to understand that okay what is going right and what is not and that's why exactly like i feel like when you're creating any processes when you're creating the enablement programs and all data does help to achieve you better and build better processes in place build better better enablement programs onboarding plans and everything so like one example would be to you know have a have a good tool in place because Everything can be measured on a spreadsheet, but it's not always optimum and not 
easy to scale up. So like having a nice enablement program in place really helps you gather those insight, gather those KPIs and data so that like you can take that data and then like build the or improve the process around that. So like one example would be like, you know, when you like have an enablement program in place, you get to know like certain insight on the market. That's really important. Like uh, it also like those insight will help your marketing team to improve uh, on their marketing strategy. Like for example, like when like salespeople are like uh, sending blogs, sending marketing collaterals, uh, when you're sending it through a proper enablement program and uh, things in place, you get those certain KPIs in place where the marketing team can like benefit out of it to understand, okay, what marketing collateral is basically uh, getting more engagement for that particular buyer persona. It helps reduce the cost. It helps accelerate the sales cycle even further. So that's why I would say that the, the data-driven approach in the enablement program really helps in innovation in a lot of perspectives, like on marketing front, then also like other front as well. So for example, like when you have a proper enablement program in place, you know this particular salesperson is really successful. You have the data around that. You can take the key insights around like why this particular salesperson is like much successful than the other. We believe in equality. We believe that every, everybody should be pushed around the common objective. So there's no like, of course, healthy amount of competition is necessary, but at the same amount, like it's also important to like develop the other people. So like when you see the other salesperson on the enablement portal being like a, a really great, we can take the key insight from there, put it into the enablement program and like make the modules, make the program better like that and like give it to the new onboarding employees and also the existing ones so they, they can like do much more better in their process. Mm, I, I love that. That's a fantastic approach. Now, you also shared that you developed a process improvement roadmap and a KPI initiative that reduced costs and sales cycle time. To start, this is incredible. Can you share how you were able to achieve these results? Yeah, of course. Uh, I've always or like mostly I've worked for like startups where there isn't enough data, where there's no data at all or no process at all. My mindset has always been team first. So I really take that approach when I'm developing processes or like putting the KPIs in place and everything. And second thing which I take into consideration is cost should be reduced and the process should be totally optimized in a way that we like reduce the sales cycle to the to the least, I would say. When I get on board, when it, when it, whenever it comes to like new processes, I try to interview the team. I try to interview the stakeholders involved in that process, try to understand what exactly is the pain point, try to leverage the tools out there. Then like if you have already tools in place, like try to leverage the tools to like understand the data, then like also use that tool to make the process better. So for example, like CRM or like Zapier, there are like so many great tools on market nowadays to like have like data-driven approach or like an approach where you can really improve the processes and reduce the cost. Uh, one of the example I can give you is like, uh, I was previously working for a FinTech company and as it was a financial tech FinTech company, it's always very rigid to change the processes or the processes are very orthodox, let's say. And it's super difficult to like, you know, and the cost is usually higher when it comes to those processes because like one of the process was that, oh, whenever we are like onboarding a prospect, we are sending them a contract. We need to send them, in a, send them a contract physical. We send them in a contract physically. The, the prospect needs to sign it, send it back to us or yeah, put it into the file, 
and all. It's so much time. Where exactly it's written that we need to like really have physical contract in place? Why can't we use some e-signature now? Because like a lot of governments, a lot of like these uh, institutions have allowed having e-signature in place. So you know, it helps us reduce the cost there. Because if you think about it, having any other e-signature tool in place is usually cheaper than like sending a document to the prospect. You no. Know, around the world and then getting it back because you have to like inc- uh, like have that cost to the company and then like it's also like if you think about it we also take into the cost consideration the amount of time the employee is spending on that process so like there's so many things to take into the perspective and that's why you have to leverage and like that's where the ad approach comes and you have to analyze it and try to understand what exactly are the pain points and how you can remove those pain points either by automating it either by communicating better and everything so like i try to like then automate that process i like counter question the stakeholders i ask them that why why do we need like a physical copy why not uh, a digital copy it's equally recognized by the government so equally recognized by the regulating body and all that so like it automatically reduces the sales cycle if you think about it because like sending that's one example i gave you was like sending it by a post and waiting it for the prospect to sign it coming back imagine two weeks on an average i would say a good amount if like the address is correct and all that but when you're sending a digital copy it can be done within seconds so imagine it like it automatically it reduces the sales cycle of like that particular stage which may be named as getting the proposal signed you know and also like i'm i'm a huge fan of customization i'm huge fan of automation i'm a lazy person so i try to automate a lot of things as possible so like i try to implement like automation wherever i feel that we require the automation it will reduce the cost it will increase uh, it will also reduce the sales cycle uh, time so like one example would be like whenever we are in the entry stage of the sales process and like we usually are like customizing the proposal or like the slide deck there's so much things to like customize that usually it takes time it takes maybe good 3 4 days or maybe even 5 depending on the company size depending on the prospect's company size there you can automate a lot of so there's multiple tools in the market nowadays like we are like totally surrounded with technology so like there's there's another tool known as banner bear like they're amazing they automate basically like it's an api image api based tool which like you just have to like tell that what exactly is going to be the image uh, the domain of the company and based on that domain it gets the logo it puts the logo automatically on the slide deck make it more customized and send it to the customer the prospect so you can imagine that there are like so many things you can like automate it which will reduce the cost reduce the sales cycle and team will eventually be happy as well so yeah i love that now speaking of the team what are some ways in which you've leveraged data and insights to to streamline and optimize processes for reps you you talked about a few of them that really impact the sales cycle but is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience i think sales cycle is one of the most important because it covers the starting and the end of the thing but apart from that one other kpi which i feel is really important which maybe a lot of a uh, sales operation or sales leader forget is sales funnel leakage i really enjoy that kpi because it it basically if you measure it you can see where exactly you're losing the deal or basically you can see where exactly you're spending more amount of time where on an average your your team is spending more amount of time 
So like that, that basic, like that, that particular KPI will then enable the sales operation, sales enablement, and the sales leaders basically to understand how we can like, so like, for example, we can see that, okay, we are losing a lot of opportunity in that particular stage or that particular stage has an average amount of deal for quite longer. So we can dig in deeper and try to understand, try to interview the sales reps, try to interview the account executive and understand why exactly that is happening. Then we interview it, we take the interview, we take the points, we take the pain points, and that's where we try to improve them. So like you get the data, you have the insights. So when you have those KPIs in place, you get the data, you have the insight, you take that insight, interview the team, understand the pain point, and then like optimize the process, optimize the enablement program, optimize your CRM according to it. So yeah, I think sales cycle and sales funnel leakage, there's different wordings, pipeline leakage or whatever, but like we call it sales funnel leakage. It's, it's really amazing because you get to know where you're losing it. And another one is deal age, uh, which I enjoy a lot is like trying to understand like how many days exactly that opportunity has been in that deal age on an average. That also is a so much, such, such an important KPI because like if you're trying to understand like why basically, why, and that's where you can take that why you get the story there and then you interview it and then you exactly like you frame it, you like improve the process and yeah. That's fantastic. Now, in optimizing these processes beyond the impact of key business metrics, how have you seen the rep experience improve? Basically, the team gets super happy when the process is like they feel motivated. If you have a nice process, structured process in place, structured tools are there, there are enough tools to help them and all, they are very motivated in achieving their like professional goals. And of course, you have to align, like the sales leaders should align the reps personal and the professional goals together try to understand what their personal goals are as well so like you know i i learned it from my leader as well and he does a very great job is putting up like monthly retrospective meetings with the team members where we align basically with the professional goals and also the personal goals we try to see how the professional goals are keeping up and how we, we also want to personally achieve other things in life. Like somebody wants to become a leader. Somebody wants to like change the position. Somebody wants to from change an SDR to A, how we can do that, how certain KPIs can help them do that. So like, it's also like motivating to have those things in place, like regular meetings, reinforcement learning, and, you know, some internal certifications I have seen a lot of companies doing also really helps like creating like enablement programs that after like a sales rep complete that enablement or the learning path, they get like certification from the company itself. That really benefits a lot. I mean, like it's, it's a great idea and it's a great initiative. I feel like a lot of companies should do it. I personally feel really much reinforced when I like complete a certification program. I feel that, okay, I definitely learned it. It also will look good on my CV. It will also help me to like excel better in my career. So I think that's also really great. And I've seen a lot of companies following that, having certification program in their enablement or like, yeah, sales plan and all that. So yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Now, last question for you. How do you partner with the sales leadership to continuously improve programs and processes? So here, I believe in transparency and communication. It's really important to be like, transparent and communicate with your sales leadership. 
I've been very transparent with both the leadership and the team. For example, when I feel that certain program or the processes don't suit the team, but may be beneficial for the company, I try to communicate with the leadership and try to agree or try to develop a program which benefits both the side, not only just one side, because then that's where the sales rep or the sales team starts getting like demotivated about it because we forced to do force them to do something. And like, that's exactly what we don't want them. We want them to be happy when they're following a process. We want them to be happy with what they're doing. So like, that's where I step in. And that's where my responsibility is to create an harmony, create something which like benefits both the organization in terms of like whatever they want and also the team in terms of like how they want. So it's really important when you're doing something, when you're trying to improve a process, when you're trying to, you know, develop a program, it's really important that you're transparent and communicative to both, not only the leaders, but also to the team members. It's, it's always really important. So I think these are the two most important points I could take is that transparency and the communication. I love that. So thank you so much for joining us today. I really enjoyed learning from you. Thank you. To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.